0: Like to welcome everybody to the Coaches in the Mouth pod. Coach Jeff Williams here, along with Coach uh, Bray Cook, the mouth Brent Bender. Man, I tell you what, we're, we're gearing up here. For week one of Razorbacks uh, football starting this week. We had a great week zero last week, which we'll go back wow. and recap later on. Plus, getting ready for our week one high school games, uh, different picks. And, and so. Man, we got a lot to cover, and we're very excited about it. Let's, let's just jump into it with the Hogs. I mean, they're going we're traveling to uh, War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. Uh, got Western Carolina kind of, a, you know, in most people's eyes, a little bit of a tune-up game. Bray, what do you, what do you want to see from the Hogs, you know, through the situation? We understand we're not playing for the SEC Championship this week, but it, it does matter. Talk to us a little bit, Bray, and I'm going to get your expertise on this. Is uh, as a player, you you, mm-hmm. you know what's going on a little bit. You know, sure. is uh, you know the well, like to think ca- so. Yeah, the, no, the ca- yes, but mm-hmm. the capability of the team that you're fixing to play. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're probably not as talented as is you, your yeah. team. Talk to us as a player when you were playing at the University of Arkansas, knowing you got you're going to Little Rock to travel, which you, you we've talked to earlier. You know, you love playing Memorial Stadium in in Mm -hmm. the central Arkansas, I mean, the part of state. And talk to us about those type of games, especially open up, which you're going to be excited. Every player's excited about open up. But the mindset in those games.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the the first thing that comes to mind, thinking about uh, uh, this weekend's game, is it being in Little Rock and what that kind of means for uh, the current football team, for the fan base, for the state of Arkansas. Um, how important is it to uh, the football team and to the fans to make that place as electric as, as it has been in the past? And I think that is very important. Um, so I'm uh, really interested to see how, how that place kind of uh, erupts, I guess might be the right word, because um, I've seen it both ways. You know, I've, I've seen it in there and, and played some games where, I mean, you can't even and think. You can't think it's so loud. Um, I've also been there where it's, it's pretty dang quiet. and quiet. And you can think very well, and you can think about how you're uh, losing some ball games. Which is not fun, but I hope that uh, that the, the fan base shows up in Little Rock. Um, now, as far as football teams concerned, uh, you know, obviously with a new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you want to see them um, be able to execute, and, and that's the that's the week one uh, battle that I think every team at every level uh, faces: is, is can you just run uh, your offense, your defense, and eliminate those mental errors? And yeah, I know it's it's a Western Carolina, uh, obviously. And then you know, I'm not saying that we're going to go in there and, and run all over them. But as as a uh, as a Razorback fan, you want to think that we're going to go in there and just focus on ourselves, focus on our technique, our assignment, um, and and complete uh, or I guess achieve what, what Coach Genos is trying to get our offense to achieve. And that's just rolling through seamless without the mistakes.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you another question about that is. The preparation part of it, you know, what? everybody goes into a game, they got a couple of things schemed up. In these games like this where everything was pretty base, mm-hmm. you know, was it we bring some extra wrinkles to the table? Do you think the Hogs will be pretty base in what they do on both sides of the ball?
1: I would hope so. Um, you know, like I said, there's there's no reason to go out here and and uh, throw, throw, throw everything at uh, Western Carolina. You should be able to go in there and execute. Um, and perform. Um, uh, so, so for me, like I said, it's just, it's just the mental things and, or little things, excuse me. And, and, uh, one thing I am interested to see and I'd like to track is the penalties. Yeah. Are we going to be able to just go through and, uh, and not get in our own way? Because whenever we start playing some of these opponents that are on our schedule, um, you know, very, very, very soon, September 16th, uh, BYU, um, are we, th- those little mistakes really hurt you. So, can we play a clean football game Saturday?
0: Well, and and that, that's a big deal, obviously. Mouth, you know, going into this, and we've joked about special teams, which we I heard, know I've
2: got, got a three week,
0: you got a three week window on this, but you know, going into it, especially college football or any football, NFL, going into the the first week of the game, you know, special teams play a big role. What are you looking forward? to? Next week, watching the Hogs play, what are you specifically, uh, you know,
2: eyeing on? Are you I, looking at the offensive line, defensive line? What are you looking for? I'm I'm specifically looking at uh, how, uh, KJ how we're able to execute our offense, new offense under Dan Enos, How uh, how KJ is, is KJ proficient at running it? Or are, are, are he and our receivers on the same page? Um, How is our because I saw the depth chart today? They're starting tight ends, Luke Haas at night, to 18 year old freshman. Uh, You know, and we've got a lot of uh, newcomers that have played a lot of football, but they haven't played at, at the University of Arkansas in this type of environment. I'm excited to see how these transfers on the defense, how our defensive line uh, performs throughout the year, especially now that, um, Bray, I've heard that they say they've got four draftable defensive linemen right now. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's been, I don't believe it's been a long time since Arkansas had four draftable defensive linemen in the rotation right now. And, uh, I'm just excited to see how our new, um, Let's see. We got a new guard coming in this year from the University of Florida, Josh Braun, who's been a been a play, been a starter at Florida at times. I'm just real excited to get this first game out of the way, and the main thing, hope we don't have any major injuries the first week. Well, yeah, and you stay bring, healthy.
0: And you bring the injuries up. You know, they lost Catalan mm-hmm. last year against Cincinnati, I, I'm looking more of the physicality, just what Coach we had on earlier. Sure. Talking about mm-hmm. the mental toughness and the physicality, you know, posing your will on somebody up front on both sides of the ball. And, and Bray, you, you've, you've been a part of these games like this, and that's the biggest difference. I mean, Western Carolina's going to have some good skill guys mm-hmm. and things like that. It all gets down to the guys up front on both sides of the ball. And that's really what I'm looking forward to see, you know, the physicality, what Coach is talking about. And uh, on both sides of the ball. But, you know, mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit into that. And, and you know, because there's a big difference in a, you know, a man your size and a guy, you know, is playing right guard at Western Carolina, mm-hmm. Western Carolina. You know, it's.
1: Well, one of the things I think is important to think about, too, is, you know, through, through this podcast, we've talked to all these coaches who talk about the transfer portal and recruiting and how it's all changed. Um, I mean, those schools like uh, western carolina you can you can you can find some dudes out there yes. who are floating around the transfer portal and, and that dynamic of college football has completely changed and i'm not super familiar with their roster um but there could be some guys on that team that that'll surprise you and so i hope that and, and you know i keep on going back to you know focus on us and do the things that we're trying to execute because that is the most important thing um, but they could have some guys over there that'll surprise you and, and i wouldn't be i, I mean i'll be, i'll be looking for that I'll be honest.
0: Well, and it, the upfront part of it is the domination part, and that's mm-hmm. usually what you know. You know, you get those big scores and runaway scores and mm-hmm. things like that. But it'd be very interesting. See, great warm-up game. I mean, it's totally yeah. different than last year. You're, you're going in playing Cincinnati, He's coming off a. A semifinal appearance, sure. and you know, just their mindset and coach talk about mental toughness. And say, doesn't matter who's on our schedule, we're ready to play in the physicality part. Well, let's let's go to a different direction. Let's just turn our, our uh, mouth. You were down in uh, Fort Smith uh, Friday night for the uh, great football game with with Northside and Southside, and let's let's kind of start with that game. A lot of surprises, uh, you know, and then. On the other hand, week zero, a lot of people did what we expected them to do. Uh, you know, with our picks, I think uh, you were eight and two last week. I was eight and two last week. But start with that game. Tell me about your experience. Tell our audience about that atmosphere this past week at, at Jim Rowland Stadium. And uh, I believe they honored Coach Rowland. And, and
2: uh, what did you see? Wow. First off, what a, what a, fir- what a, fu- First class operation to have at uh, Fort Fort Smith Southside hats uh, hat my hats off to co- um, Coach Beaumont the athletic Mike Beaumont the athletic director and and Kim da- and Coach Dameron and his staff they made me feel they made me feel welcome it was, it was just an outstanding electric night and to get it all started the uh, Southside or the and the Fort Smith school district was able to uh, to recognize Coach Jim Rowland, I guess the, you could say Mr. Fort Smith in a, in, in an athletic realm uh, was the head coach there uh, at the at Southside High School from 1970, I believe, to 81, and then moved on to uh, assistant principal at Southside, and then athletic director for the uh, entire district, and just, ha- had just done everything he could possibly do as an athlete, as a coach, as an administrator, and it was great to see to see him get his just dues last night.
0: Well, uh, and I had an opportunity to work for Coach, and he's just an outstanding man, one of the best guys I've ever worked for, and he's done so much for Fort Smith Public Schools. Get into the game part of it. You talk about back and forth. Oh, oh wow. Let's, let's hit that just a few minutes, and – we got a couple others to cover. Just to recap a little bit, talk to us. What did you see out there?
2: I saw two very good high school football teams, first and foremost. And I, I saw two teams that left it all out there on the, on the field. They were, go, they were going 150 miles an hour. It, it was a game of ebb and flow a little bit. side gets the ball first series. They run it right down there, score. Uh, it looks like in the, they stopped north side on their first drive. Looks like they're going to get score again and they have a bad snap on fourth and one from the 42. And that south, side, north side scores at the back and forth first half. It, north side scored going into half with about, a minute 24 left in the first half to take a 21 14 lead and coming out in the third quarter. I mean, Southside just imposed their will physically running the ball with that massive offensive line mm. that they have. And, and when they got, and when they, when it got tied up 21 21, it was game on the rest of the rest of the way. I think, uh, I think the second half took two hours and 20 minutes to play. It was game. on It was just back and forth and back and forth. And just a great Testament to both teams. Uh, the star showed out for both teams. Uh, it was just an outstanding atmosphere. It was my first time to ever be watch South side or North side live ever. And, I'd go back again, yeah, I it, promise you. Yeah, and
0: it, it's a phenomenal atmosphere. And Southside, and let's go on to another team that's really surprising coming in week zero was, it was Van Buren. I mean, Van Whoa. Buren put up a bunch of points against Alma. I actually watched that on live stream, and, uh, man, they can move the football, and them and Southside actually match up this week. So, you know, if you kind of look through what happened week zero, like we said, you know, a lot of things people took care of and – uh, you know, things happen what we expected. Probably one of the biggest surprises was, uh, Lakeside over Lake Hamilton. Uh, you know, I've heard Lake Hamilton, you know, maybe not as talented as been, but Tommy Gilderman does a great job. And Lakeside, with a new coach coming in, uh, you know, goes over and gets an upset. So that's really shocking. Then you go up here again, you got Cabot coming into Fayetteville. Well, we thought that was a big game. You know, obviously, looks like, uh, you know, Cabot made a, lot of, a few mistakes, and uh, Fayetteville capitalize on it. And then the other big one, a team that we've been harping on, like just felt like really good about was West Memphis. West Memphis goes over to Jonesboro, another big rival game. And Jonesboro and Coach George, first first, uh, a game as a head coach, they go in and upset the West Memphis Blue Devils. Now, for all the fans out there, be patient because it's week zero, and by week ten we won't even remember what happened week zero. Uh, yeah. so, so, everybody stay patient, and because the, the, everything can change. Go ahead, let's talk a little bit about you know Fayetteville,
2: Van Buren, Jonesboro, uh, and Lakeside, Coach. Before before we get onto that topic, can I ask you? A qu- I want to ask you: Is it easier to correct the t- type mistakes that Fayetteville have? I mean, those are correctable. That that, that cabinet had against Fayetteville, those are correctable errors. Cor- correct, you're right. not happy that they happen, but you feel like and with a week of, we can correct that and be re- be ready next. Yeah, ride. well,
0: absolutely. I mean, you go in and make mistakes. I mean, week zero and things, and you know the old saying is you make more improvement from the your first game to second game, and I and I firmly believe that. And you know, cabinet made mistakes, but you got to give Fayetteville credit. I mean. Fayville, you know, took care of business at home and and dominated Cabot. I mean, just pretty much dominated. And then you get the lakeside Lake Hamilton. And then let's well, i want to leave you with this and we'll get into uh our BSM player of the week with Danny McEwen here in just a second, is talk to me a little bit. I mean, you've been you've seen West Memphis, you were real high on them.
2: How shocking was that with Jonesboro? I was flabbergasted when I, when I heard the score on, uh, Rex Nelson's show last night. I said, surely he's wrong, but, uh, cause I know that, uh, Jonesboro coming into this year had been da- they've been down. Uh, they've had, uh, they've g- had two coaches in less than six months with, uh, Quad Sanders coming from Bryant and then with the turnover at Bryant. Quad going back to Jones, going going from Jonesboro back to Bryant, and now uh, Jonesboro. What a victory for their first year head coach, Coach George. What a way to get! That's a big victory and a great way to get. That's a great program builder right there. He put his stamp on the Jonesboro program.
3: Well,
0: it's just huge, and that's such a big game. Well, let's go on and do this. Let's go ahead and bring Danny McEwen on. Uh, he's got we got our BSM Player of the Week. Let's bring him on, Danny. Welcome to our podcast.
4: Hey, I'm honored to be here, Coach Williams.
0: I, I tell you what, you're going to talk about a young man here in a minute. We already talked about you're going to feature a, a player each week. Talk to our audience a little bit how that you came about this doing, you know, starting this uh, an award each week uh, during the football season. How you know who's on the committee and who does does all these things. Talk, talk to us a little
4: bit about that. Well, I I use an old phrase that I heard from Tommy Tice a long time ago at Coach's Clinic. He said, everything I'm getting ready to show you guys, I stole from somebody else. So, my BSN Arkansas Player of the Week, I stole it from uh, my co-manager that's in Knoxville, Tennessee. He would started doing it, and I thought, that's a great way to honor some kids, and I love the game of high school football, being around the kids. So, we started it back in 2016, and I'm going to say we have probably honored 80 players over the years of doing it and uh, had some really, really neat times being around the kids and being able to honor them for their accomplishments. But we established it as being the Arkansas Player of the Week for the whole state, regardless of classifications. We've awarded it to, to the kids at West Memphis, Bryant, and bauxite or prairie grove we've been all over the state doing it and uh we have we have a great time doing it and being around the kids
0: well it's a it's a a big honor and you do a great job with it and we'll share your video uh with our audience uh well go ahead and talk to us i mean man what a bunch of great games last week i mean it's unbelievable we were talking earlier me in the mouth and about about them earlier and and, uh some great performances all over the state of arkansas and so it was difficult choice but what'd you come up with
4: with yeah yeah so so we we look through we look at stats we look in the newspaper we watch a little bit of huddle and obviously on social media so we uh we saw that the Searcy Lions had a big win last Friday night. First time they've won their opening game since 2019. Wow. And uh, beat, beat Batesville 53-19. to 19. So, Coach Zach Clark and the new line offense were clicking. And it's exciting to see that. So, we have, uh, we're going to award the BSN Arkansas Player of the Week for Week Zero to his quarterback, Tyler Strickland. Tyler had a big, big night last Friday against Batesville he was 16 out of 28 passing for 201 yards three touchdowns he also carried the mail 11 times on the ground had a 103 yards rushing and uh, spread the ball around the offense was really clicking coach Clark was ex- excited because every play he called was working and then he uh obviously he found a kid that he really likes, a kid named Jesse Sumter. He caught all three of the touchdown passes and had 142 yards receiving. So he's found his favorite target. But we uh we honored Tyler Strickland with our Week Zero Player of the Week.
0: I actually got to, I went back and watched that game on live stream. He what what an incredible performance. Uh, you know, you know Zach's always done a great job offensively and quarterbacks and. You know Logan English and and those guys have done a great job with him, but man, he, that guy could you know he can run it, he can move around well, throws it well, and man, I know that's a tough choice, but uh, I I can't I couldn't bet against that one. I can tell you, he had an outstanding game.
4: I guess found the guy to run his offense, and we all know Zach's a great play caller, and and I'm excited to see what the lines are going to do for the rest of the year.
0: Well, we we are too. They're they're off this week, and they'll get right into at 6A East Conference, play right out of the sheet. Well, Danny, appreciate you coming on. We'll have you on next week. And, and uh, you know, where, who are you going to see this week?
4: This week. That's a tough call, but I think I'm going to make the trip down to uh, Whitehall and, and watch the Bulldogs and the Warren. Well,
0: that's one of our top ten games of the week. and week, and-
4: yeah, yeah, should be a really good one. Oh, so-
0: yeah. Well, Whitehall had a great performance last week. and. Co- you know, that, that's that been a, a great game the last couple of years. And uh, Coach Emory, have them ready to go. But we'll have fun on Friday. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for coming on.
4: You bet. Thanks for what you guys are doing for high school sports.
0: Man, what an awesome thing that uh, Danny McEwen does with the, with the BSM Player of the Week and uh, does it every week. And uh, I tell you what, man, credit that young man. What a great football game. All right, Mouth, let's get into our picks. For this week, uh, our top ten game of the week. Let's head down again to to South Arkansas, uh, El Dorado. Who was off last week? Did not play week zero. Goes into Camden Fairview. Camden Fairview had a big victory over Arkadelphia last week. This is another big race. This is camp. a big one right here. And, Seventeen miles apart. Yes, and they've gone back and forth over the year. Mouth, who you got in this this ball game? Because you know you were real big on family last week yeah, and, and, and you know, kind of homered it out here. You've got, you know, already you got ties there. And then you got Nick Vaughn over at Fairview. Who are you taking in this one?
2: I got a, I got a ride. I got to ride with the Fairview Cardinals. I'm going to ride with Nick Vaughn and the Fairview Cardinals. Well, and I'm going to go with,
0: the, or hates me to do this, but I'm going to go with the Fairview Cardinals also Grandma and Oz going to stay there in Union County and, and the, head for the Wildcats. And that's, uh man, I think that's just a pick em game. Let's go on here. We're going over. This is a very interesting matchup. Little Rock Mills, who's got some outstanding players, had a great season last year, driving over to Wilson, Arkansas, and Rivercrest. Who you
2: got there? Wow. Two talented teams. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Mills. I'm going to go with, with Little Rock Mills. Go on Mills. So I'm going to do
0: this. I like the Rivercrest Colts this year. I think they've you know, they got a chance. I've heard they're loaded. Uh, I think they've got a really good football team, and they've got a lot of tradition over there. Me and Grandma and nah I are going with the Rivercrest Colts. All right, let's head back down to South Arkansas. This game here, Whitehall last week, Against Sheridan, just dominated. Warren dominated against Stuttgart. Coach Bowe and his group and the Lumberjacks are headed down uh, to Pine Bluff and play Whitehall. Who you got, the Warren Lumberjacks at
2: Whitehall? First of all, let me congratulate Whitehall on a victory week zero with their, uh, with all that program's been through for the I mean, they've been through more in the past six months than any team in any sport should ever have to. they lost a player, they lost coach Mallet, tough spot, great victory, great victory for their uh, first year head coach last night. And but I am you know I'm gonna be I'm, I'm like with I'm always have to go with coach, coach Bo He and Warren till they prove me wrong. Well, And I'm going to ride it out with Bo. Out. It out Coach, with Coach Bo. Bo. Well, I'm going to go with Coach
0: Bo. also. Grandma Noss is going to go with Whitehall. And I think I think this game is an interesting matchup because, uh, man, Whitehall's got a guy that can just fly and is unbelievable and has got, got some big linemen. I'm going to go with Warren. Grandma Nas going with Whitehall. All right, this is a game I think is very interesting. We're heading kind of to the River Valley here. uh We've got Russellville at Lakeside. Lakeside comes off a huge win off uh, rival against rival uh, Lake Hamilton, and Russellville's
2: coming off a big win over
0: Moulton, who's another one of their rivals. Who are you liking this
2: one? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk people. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lakeside. Going with Lakeside. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well.
0: You know, everybody would have took Lake Hamilton last week, Lakeside proved them wrong. So, I'm going to stay with Russellville. I think uh, Coach Wheeler does a great job, and I think he's got a very, very good defense. Grandma Oz also going with Russellville. All right, here we go. Your buddy down at Ozark is hosted the Boonville Bearcats. This is always a big game. This is always a huge physical game. Who are you
2: taking? Man, I got to ride with the big man, Jeremy Burns and the Ozark Hillbillies. I'm going to go with Boonville
0: and Grandma Nas going with Boonville. This game goes back and forth. All right, here we go. There's another one. Battle of the private schools a little bit here. Got Shiloh Christian headed down to Little Rock to play Little Rock Christian. He Little Rock Christian comes off a very impressive win. A lot of people think they're state contenders in 6A. Obviously, Shiloh was in the state finals last year. They're coming off another big victory uh, in week zero.
2: Who do you like? I'm going with the Saints. Going um, with the I'm Saints? I'm going with shallow. Coach Williams and Grandma and I are going with Little
0: Rock Christian. Think it's uh on the road. It could be tough. Uh, let's head down to Southwest Arkansas. This is a big rival. We've got Glenn Rose at Malvern. Glenn Rose is coming off a double overtime loss to uh, cross it. Uh, a tough football game. Malvern lost last week, but played a very difficult opponent. Talk to me about this one.
2: Oh man! Till they pro- till they prove me wrong, I'm going with uh, defending 4A state champions Malvern in this game. I'm going to go with Malvern also. I, I I think they've got a very
0: good football team. Coach Keener at Glen Rose had a tough game this week. I just think they're just a little bit too much to handle. Grandma now though believes in Coach Keener is going with Glen Rose. All right, back up here we got Elkins, who is uh, Coach Watson. And Them everybody's high on those guys against defending three A state champion Charleston. Uh, going to the River Valley again. Who are you liking this one?
2: I'm going with the Elks from Elkins.
0: I am, too. I just think they've got too much skill for Charleston. Uh, Grandma Nas is also going with Elkins. I just think that they just got too much firepower offensively
2: for them. And Elkins is coming off hanging 52. Yes, sir. On yes, sir. Pot- on Pottsville. Let's, let's go
0: to the northern part of the state. This is a huge, huge rival. Uh, got Harrison coming off a win against uh, a, a much-improved Springdale team have Mountain Home coming in with a one-game winning streak over Nettleton, who a lot of people favored to win the 5A West. Mountain Home is a much-improved team. They also beat Jonesboro in a scrimmage earlier this year. Harrison at Mountain Home.
2: Oh, man, that's going to be a great game because Mountain Home obviously is much-improved from last year. But – uh I- I've got to go with the goblins. Going with the
0: goblins. And Grandma and, I and Coach Williams also. I'm going to go with the goblins also. It just, man, I I think this game could go either way, but it is what it is. Last game, a game you're going to be attending this Friday night, probably the marquee game in the state. Buck James makes his debut with the Conway Wampus Cats at Bentonville, who Bentonville's coming off a of 41-0 Win over a powerhouse in Tulsa and, and Broken Arrow. Conway's got to make this long trip. Brent, you're going to be there.
2: Tell me I, what you believe
0: and tell me what you're looking for.
2: I'm look. I'm looking forward to this game. Just two great, just two great high school teams getting after it. Um, two of the very best, and J- Jody Grant from uh, Bentonville and uh, Buck James at Conway. They're, they're two of the very best doing it right now. Um, and pains me to do it because Buck James is a friend of the show. But, you know, all winning streaks have to come to an end, and I see Bentonville beating them this week. Wow.
0: And I have gone back and back and forth on this. You know, Bentonville has uh, a game underneath their belt. Conway has beat them the last two years. Trust me, if anybody knows, Bentonville is a very, 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 very tough place to play. Uh, Grandma na is going to go with Bentonville. Coach Jeff Williams is going to stay with Conway. I think this is the only reason that I think this thing can go either way. I think they got Conway's got a lot of firepower on offense, and they're going to be able to throw around on the field a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, this is a... A one a toss up, oh, one. Oh, it's, it's a toss, toss up. up. And 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 Jody and them at Bentonville, they're a great job defensively. But you know, what do we see from Buck James? You yeah. know, first outing, he did, you know, he didn't know either really. He, he hadn't seen him.
2: You know. you know, and the and the main. I'm going to tell our listeners or people that are listening and watching the main reason I'm going with Bentonville is they've got a week zero game under the, under their belt and have had a chance to. We'll have had a week to work out all the kinks from the from the first game. Obviously, there weren't many because they beat uh, Tulsa, Washington, forty-eight to nothing. No,
0: it was they played Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow, my yeah, bad. That was Bentonville West. Don't get them confused. We'll, we'll oh. have we'll have a bunch of bad comments on our shelf. Forgive here. me. <laughs> Forgive me. Don't get those guys confused at all. Well, that's our picks for this week. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to do a segment every every week. We're going to bring on the Triple Crown, the main guy, Derek Brazil. He's going to give us a couple of picks so people can kind of, you know, maybe make a friendly wager on the weekend. And let's go ahead and bring him on. Derek, how you doing? How's your summer been? You've had a big, big summer. Uh, adding on to the family. Talk to us a little bit about your summer.
3: Yeah, man. So, been really busy uh with my real job um which uh you know i'm the director out of ream run the r&d there so we've been really busy there but other than that adding on to the family three girls five three and now zero <clears throat> and so uh yeah it's keeping me busy i'm an old dad you know 39 years old so just just staying busy with that and and watching horses and playing sports is what I do. Well,
0: good deal. Well, they'll, they grow up fast. Well, we're going into a big weekend. Uh, I, You know, probably as a handicapper, I don't know. I'm going to ask you, is Is this one of the hardest weekends going in because of the unknown factor of special teams and things like that? you got a few games. Talk to us about the games that you like this week. And, and talk to us a little bit going into – First week of the season, especially with college football.
3: Yeah, so it, so the main thing is, is, yeah, you're right. This first week is always tough. Nobody knows really, especially with transfer portal. I mean, heck, who knows who somebody transferred to another team and how they're going to turn out. And um, so that's kind of made it a little bit more difficult over the last year or so. Um, but there are a few th- trends and statistics that I follow uh, with college football. And, you know, I'll talk about a few of those as, as we walk through these games. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's great. Honestly, I love NFL first few weeks more because you can do a little bit more research. You got the preseason games to kind of judge off, you know, you can watch injuries a little bit better. Um, I've been currently playing MLB a lot because now we're in the, the race towards the pennants, Right. And with that, I've been doing really, really well on, um, with parlays and things of that nature. And I send you some of my, some of my success stories every now and then, Jeff. So, um, but, but with that, I think that um, we got a pretty good slate this weekend. I'm really actually more excited for next weekend, the Texas and Alabama game. Um, you know, we we'll talk more about that later, but uh, this week I, I pinpointed four games that I think I, I'm going to single, but, but this is a good weekend to parlay, right? Because, I don't I'm not a big parlay guy, but whenever you've got games like this, you can parlay. Um, you can kinda obviously pick the winners. You just gotta kind of work the odds on what you think your lottery ticket is and then try it, right? I mean, it's kind of what the first weekend's all about. So, you know, the I guess to start it off, you know, my obviously I got a Razorback back hat on, biggest Razorback back fan there is. Uh first game I pick will be hogs right i mean i think the hogs the lines first of all is crazy it's minus 34 and a half but Ooh. uh yeah it's crazy i know it's a lot and so but what i do is especially on these games is i is i push the line so i buy points and so what i'm doing is i'm i'm buying points down to 27 and a half that gets it under four touchdowns and as i was kind of doing a little research and just reading about the you know uh western carolina and, and arkansas obviously i know their team really well Obviously, but um, Sanders is is the key to this game, right? In my mind, I was looking at it, and he's large. He, he's bigger than nine of their eleven defensive starters, <laughs> and so I don't see uh, see them even getting close to stopping him. And then it's, if if he's going to do that, then KJ's going to punch a few in. I see us actually scoring quite a bit, and so I think we'll cover four touchdowns. Um, and so that's my first play on the card. Do um, you like the hall? The, yeah, the Hogs. I think, I mean, I've, it's hard for me to always bet on or against the Hogs, you know, because it's usually like I, I, I leave mad or I leave, you know, I never would bet against this. And But um, but I, I think this this week with our team we have this year, I think that uh, we're going to come in and mean business. Um, so second game is uh, it's another Saturday game, and that is Ohio State at Indiana. And I kind of pinpointed this game and started looking through there Ohio State's in a quarterback challenge or, uh, you know, two quarterbacks uh, start fighting for starting jobs. And then so I went and kind of was reading about Indiana. Indiana's in the same position. Actually, uh, both of their – where Indiana, where Ohio State's quarterback went second in the NFL draft, C.J. Stroud, Indiana's quarterbacks, they both transferred. <laughs> and so the and so last year, if you look at the score, like one of the score of the games was like 56 to 10 between Ohio State and Indiana. And – Ohio State's one twenty-seven straight in a row. Um, and the quarterback that played against Ohio State last year played, um, you know, started for Indiana. He was six of nine for like 102 yards against against Ohio State. And, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., I expect him to have a big year out of this. And so um, I think they're going to start off on the right foot. That line is another large line. It's minus 30 and a half. Same thing. Buy below it don't cost you much in regards to odds. Buy it below three touchdowns. Um, buy it below down to like minus uh, 27, minus 26, and I think you're going to be safe. Um, and so I'm going to do all these games, and then I'm going to parlay them together, and then I'll tell you what the odds will be. The uh, the third pick there will be the Sunday game, and this is probably the best game of the weekend, and that's LSU uh, minus two and a half at Florida State. Truly, really not at Florida State. It's in Florida, but it's at a neutral site. So it's not truly a home game for Florida State like everybody thinks on the card. Um, with that, you've got two teams that are really good. They had a hell of a matchup last year. And this is LSU's five. Uh, oh, Florida State is eight. Um, but LSU has a running back out. Emory, he's out. Um, but they've got a stable. I mean, <laughs> they're kind of like Arkansas, you know. I mean, it, next guy up I think is going to be and um, – they're going to be fine. And I don't see Jaden Daniels losing this first game this year. Um, you know he's gonna he's in the race for Heisman. I I think he's gonna win this first game. So I'm taking LSU minus two and a half points.
0: And we've had a bunch of people on here, in LSU. and That's a team I think you really got to watch. I, I think you know Kelly and you know he's done a he's won wherever he's been, and he's you know consistently gets better and builds pros. And Mike, we have talked to Mike Norvell and in. He likes his team. So that's going to be a real interesting matchup. So give us one more.
3: All right. Then the last one I have there is, you know, Clemson at Duke. And this is, a. I was kind of like, okay, where's the fourth game? The fourth game, this is the Monday night game. It's only one Monday night. And so I, you know, do that just so you can watch something. Uh, but Clemson at Duke, start researching that. Last year, Clemson's defense is a lot better. It's back to old Debo or uh, Debo's defenses, right? Um, the, end of the last year in the ACC championship game, they held uh, North Carolina and that Mays quarterback th- to ten points. Um, and the over/under. On, and so what I'm doing on this game is I'm playing the I'm playing the under. The over/under is at uh, 56. Same thing. I you never play what they what they give you. Shove it right. Shove it to a line that you're comfortable with. And so I'm shoving this line up to 64. That covers if it's a 35-28 game. It covers all kinds of different spreads, right? Um, And so I think Clemson's going to – now Duke has a a hell of a quarterback, but I think he had not faced somebody like Clemson. Um, And so I think that – I do think Clemson will win. I'm not going to take them on the uh, spread, which is uh, 14 points, but I think this will stay under 64. And so if you parlay off – I'm going to play each one of those games individually, um, and I'll probably compare them up quite a bit in different type parlays. And then I'll play them all together in a parlay. If you parlay all four of those together, it's plus 450. So four and a half uh, times what you bet. So um, that's my place for the week. Uh, I think that you got a really good shot of of, uh, winning all of them. I really do.
0: Well, we'll be checking your work. You know, that's what, you know, as a retired coach now, that's what I like to do. I like to check everybody's work and. You know, all those years, everybody checked my work. It's time for me to check everybody else's work. <laughs> well, Derek, we appreciate you coming on. Tell tell our, our, our viewers how they can find you. I know it's not horse racing season. You, you know, you had the uh, hottest tip sheet at Oakland last year. But tell tell our audience how they can see you on social media or and get your stuff.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, I appreciate that. So, if you go to Oakland, first of all, I sell tip sheets there. Um, I've been doing it for. Up to 20 years now, started as a young teenager with my dad. Uh, my, my grandmother was a bookie, like I told you on the past. But um, with that, if you're ever going to Oakland, buy the pink sheet um, on social media. Just look up Triple Crown Thoroughbreds dot com on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And then I'm about to start a TikTok account. And on the TikTok account, you're actually going to be able to uh, go to a new link that I'm developing and from there, you can buy picks. You can buy uh, annual picks. You can buy football picks, baseball picks. You know, for the seasons, and we'll have different types of packages. So, uh, uh, I'll uh, I'll get you that address as soon as we got it. We're in the process of developing it right now, and uh, but yeah, it's going to be. fun.
0: Well, good luck to you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for coming on. Uh, all
3: right. Appreciate all right. It. Thank you. All right. See you, bud.
0: Well, they're your picks for the week. So if you, you know, you would uh, like to put some money down, listen, Derek, Derek's very, uh, very qualified. It's done very well in, in that world. Well, let's finish this up. Another big week. Uh, we've got the hogs playing this week. We're, you know, we're going to, hopefully we're going to bring in, uh, uh, have a podcast a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. drop with this, Bray talk to a little bit about our, our next segment about our podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, Going to be able to have some uh, some former players uh, for the old hogs come on in. Uh, a couple guys that uh, that I I played with um, with Mitch Mothers and Marcus Dannenhauer. Uh, you know, you look back at uh, our recruiting and and obviously growing up through that, I had no idea kind of really what was going on at the time. But uh, now looking back at it from the lens of a, of a high school coach, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible what. Well, what we went through as is, is three offensive linemen and, and and even more than that with, you know, Brandon Allen and uh, Bodenstein, the kids at Shiloh and Kyle Frazier uh, and just the whole Northwest Arkansas class um, of 2011. So uh, it would be cool to sit down with them and, and talk through some of those memories of, of getting recruited and, and traveling around and, and some of those stories.
0: Well, I think it's going to be great and I'm very interested in it because, uh, you know, I coached through that and mm-hmm. coached against every one of you guys <laughs> and, and I'll I'll never forget that that group, you know, especially you guys with, mm-hmm. with Mitch and Marcus and, and you coming through in the seven A West. I mean, they were linemen galore. And, you know, three three SEC division one linemen, in the same conference in Arkansas, is unbelievable. That's gonna be interesting. I'm really looking forward to. Well, let's wrap this up. Hey, another great week, mouth. You be careful over there at Bentonville and Conway, and you get some inside for us this week. Hey, Bray, tell us, tell our viewers how to you know, like and subscribe here on YouTube and mm-hmm. where else they can find us.
1: Yeah, so uh, our home is slowly transitioning to X. Um, X is the place to find us, um, Coach's Pod. Uh, that's where we'll find our, our handle. Um, you, you give us that follow. You give us the repost. You give us the like, and we can start making some money. And, uh, and and do this long term. So uh, give us a follow, give us a like there um, on YouTube. Um, we're coaches in the mouth pod. Um, you just search "coaches in the mouth." You ought to find us pretty quickly. Um, got um, we're well on our way there uh, to to start making some money as well. But give us that, give us that like, give us that subscribe. Um, I never knew how important that was until we started this thing.
0: Well, that's exactly right. Like and subscribe is yep. is the the key words. But we're having a lot of fun in what we're doing. Well. Yeah. Appreciate you can, guys. Can yeah.
2: I add one yeah. interesting fact about the uh, Arkansas-Western Carolina game? Yeah. Uh, Kerwin Bell, former Florida quarterback, right. was, the, my, was the backup quarterback for the Sacramento Gold Miners in the Canadian Football League when my dad coached there.
0: But, and he was also an outstanding player at Florida. Right player, from, of year, player of the year of the year conference. He, you know, those little side notes, but I am interested in seeing how week one turns out, who's going to improve. In high school football, let's check out our hogs and see where they're at and looking. You know the things coach talked about and that, you know what they want to accomplish this week. And guess what? NFL is right around the corner. We'll be talking some Cowboys and Chiefs and, and Chiefs also. So uh, really looking forward to that. Hey, like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. This is Jeff Williams, Bray Cook, and the Mouth Brent Bender. See you next time.